Good evening and welcome to Spirit Radio. I am your host, Willie Hassel. Along with my co-host, Lynn Nickerson, we will take you on a journey, a journey into the unknown where the paranormal becomes the normal, a journey to a world cloaked in darkness where reality becomes a thin veil. So sit back, relax, and join us as we venture into the shadows, the darkness, the unknown, and back. Uh, good evening, everybody, and welcome uh, once again to Edge of Reality TV. I'm Willie Hassel, along with the lovely Lynn Nickerson. Good evening, Willie. Um, good evening, and how, how are you doing tonight? Terrific, thank you. Terrific. And yourself? I'm doing pretty good. Good. Pretty good, you know. I can't complain. If I, did, if I did, would you care? No, nobody would listen. Nobody I'd would care. listen. Yeah, you'd care. I'd okay. still care. Well, that's all that matters, <laughs> as long as you care. So here we are again, uh, episode, uh, I don't know if you want to call this uh, episode 14 2B. or episode 2. 2B, okay. 2B. <laughs> all right. And once again, we have a great guest here in the studio with us. Yes. Uh, we have David Childers. David is a paranormal investigator, photographer, and actor. He is the founder of Mississippi Paranormal Research Institute, and David has been featured on Travel Channel's Paranormal 911, Haunted Hospitals, Most Terrifying Places in America, Ghost Adventures, as well as Destination America's Ghost Asylum, and many, many more shows. <laughs> Actually, his, his bio is about uh, two pages long. But <laughs> well, we, he's well-connected. That, that would take half the show. So <laughs> He's well-connected, and he does get around. He does get around. <laughs> mm -hmm. So welcome to the show, David. Welcome, it's, it's great nice to, to have see you. you. It's yeah, a pleasure. It. <laughs> yep, yep, absolutely. Yeah, I appreciate inviting me on here. I mean, I'm definitely excited. Oh, yeah. We're pleased Thanks. to have you here. Yeah, we're pleased. I mean, as you know, Last month was our premiere show, and we had hoped to get you on for the first show, right. but unfortunately, yeah. but hey, here you are We now. squeezed you so in. It's all, it's all good. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> so, we wanted to get an idea of how you got involved. I mean, you, you've been on all these different shows and so forth. So, where, what was the inception of your interest in the paranormal? Oh, man. I think I was like 12 or 13 years old that I actually had my first experience, mm -hmm. but I've always been interested in, in it because I love the horror movies, the scary stories, this and that. And I just, uh, I was 13 years old, 12 or 13, and I just got through watching Crocodile Dundee. <laughs> and uh, went outside and I put snakeskin boots on. I had, you know, I dressed up like Crocodile Dundee and I uh, actually made a little Bowie knife out of wood. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, went outside, it was dusk, and see, keep in mind, my grandparents' property was also Civil War battleground. It's in Vicksburg, Mississippi. It's like one of the biggest, you know, Civil Wars, the battles of the Civil War. And um, I was out there, and it was dusk, and I just happened to look over at the wood line, and I saw a full-body apparition. It was a Civil War soldier, had a full beard, uniform, and all that. <coughs> so I ran inside, tell, trying to tell my dad about it. And he didn't believe me, of course. He blew everything off. But, you know, the funny thing is about that, like 10, 15 years later, he was became a member of my paranormal team. <laughs> so oh, ironic. He saw his first shadow figure at Parkview Hospital in Vicksburg. And it just went from there, and he started going along with me. <laughs> hey, this stuff is for real. Right, exactly. So was that after, before he became part of the team? 
Oh yeah, the, yeah. The, well, his, so the, I mean, that's what got, he saw the shadow man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's what made him a believer and mm -hmm. says, "Hey, I want to, I want to join you." Or less of a skeptic, yeah. anyway. Well, right. Less of a skeptic. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. So you saw a full-bodied apparition of a soldier. Have you seen another full-bodied apparition since then? Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, have you I've, really? I've seen. I mean, it's very rare. I've probably seen, let's see, three, four, five, six, probably seven. Over wow. the past 21 years of being in the field, seven. Wow. And three of them at, were at the real Conjuring House. Wow. At the Conjuring House. I haven't seen yeah. anything like it, that. It was three of them. It was actually, mm -hmm. we were uh, was filming with uh, Stormy Daniels, mm -hmm. one of my good Which friends. Which I wanted to ask you yep. about. Spook yeah. Spooky Bay's Paranormal Show. Uh -huh. that's, that's her show, and I was a, a guest, a, you know, a guest investigator on there. <clears throat> and we were investigating that house, man, and that place was... And which house was this? The Conjuring House. In there was the Conjuring yeah, House? Yeah, the real oh, Conjuring House. with her? Harrisville. Okay. And uh, we were investigating them. We had multiple experiences there. Like I said, plus the apparitions. I mean, we had... It was totally intense. I really can't say a lot because, you know, it's, you know... Yeah. It's, un, uh, it's filmed, you put it that way, yep. it's for the show, so... Well, it's definitely intense. I mean, the, the Warrens were involved in that originally, right? The Conjuring House? Uh, yes, I believe so. Yeah. And I, it had I something to... No, no, no. I don't think they were with that. Weren't they? Warrens? The, not with the Ed real... and Lorraine? They might... Well, with the real con. No, yeah, they were. With they the were, real, yeah. I'm thinking Annabelle wasn't. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah. But yeah, they were involved with that. They yeah. investigated that house. Um, because... Yeah, as, as did, I believe, Paul. Paul, as did I believe Paul Eno was right, in on that too. Right, right. But the point I was going to make was, wasn't that originally it had something to do with exorcisms, mm -hmm. therefore demonic activity? Right, yes. Was that still in place when you were there? Did you find anything I like really, that? I mean, really, I did, while we were there, I didn't really feel threatened by anything. Oh, really? It was. I think it was mostly residual haunt, you know. But there were some things that, yeah, of course, it was intelligent haunt. But I mean, it, yeah. it, it was, it wasn't anything, just in my experience, so, that was demonic or you know, non-human entity or something like that. Since, since you brought that up, uh, where do you, how do you feel about demonic demons? Yes, yes, no. I believe in the angels and demons, hundred percent. Yeah. I've Have just, a talk with Willie. I've never. I don't. I really. I don't like saying demonic. I usually put it as a highly negative, negative yeah. yeah, a negative, negative spirit, yeah. you know, and especially you don't want to sit here if you go to a client's house and say demonic, demonic, you know, just uh -huh. hey, look, it's, it might be a negative yeah. entity, a human, not, not and don't say non-human because I mean you want your clients to make their, you want them to feel at home, you know, and that's why you go out there and you do it, you mm -hmm. try to make their house feel like a home again. Especially mm -hmm. after any kind of hauntings. Yeah. It's but very disturbing and uncanny to know that something's living with you, and that petrifies people. Right. When you say yeah. That. Some of these teams, they go out and everywhere <laughs> they go. Oh, it's demonic! It's demonic! You know. I mean, come on. Yeah. Leave us alone. It's um, it's good for TV, but yeah. I mean, yeah, whenever oh, yeah. you're dealing with the public and even other investigations that you do on the side, with you know, just don't bring that up. Man. We're lucky in that we kind of we don't like doing residences so much investigating because it's people's perfect personal private property right but like with the james house museum at least no one lives there so we can be pretty free about what we feel that we have found mm -hmm. and there's there has been some dark fog that has shown up in pictures on several different well, six mm -hmm. different occasions so there's something going on there but 
we can't necessarily call it demonic, but <laughs> something dark is, is hovering. So we don't really hold back anything when we talk about that and right. put it in our notes mm -hmm. and whatnot. But yeah, when people are living there, it's kind of tough. Oh yeah, absolutely. So does Stormy still have her show? Uh, I believe so. I mean, really? I we really haven't talked about it. <laughs> well, I'm really I mean, sorry. we talk about other stuff. Not, <laughs> yeah. Mean, you know, not uh, not really just that, but. Uh, I'm but, surprised that she has any interest in the paranormal, but then again, it's really big right now, no, so why she's, not? She's good. She really yeah. is good. She she has opened my eyes up to a lot of stuff. There's really? investigations we went to, and she's walking into the house, and she just starts just go channeling. I mean, wow. it just kicks in, and I mean, she's always dead accurate. Really? Yeah, the homeowners are like, oh my gosh, that did happen there. That did. I mean, mm -hmm. she opened my eyes to a lot of stuff. And especially whenever she goes wow. scooby-dooing. <laughs> and what Scoob does that mean? <laughs> she needs a leash. <laughs> a leash? She starts picking up on stuff and gets this strong urge to go look at it and go. And really? find out exactly, you know, what's going on. And, and she just takes off running. <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, it's, de it's definitely, she's definitely, um, I think she's been doing it for a year now. Hmm. Or a little over a year now. But, uh, but yeah. Yeah, she's definitely, wow, oh, and, I mean, even tarot card readings. She is awesome at tarot card readings. Wow. Yeah, so, hmm. yep. That's, uh, that's interesting. That's quite a revelation for me anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, the most terrifying places, terrifying places in the, well, it was the U.S., wasn't it? Yes, correct. <clears throat> what have you found is, is a really terrifying location? Uh, it was Stucky's Bridge. Stucky's Bridge. Stucky's Bridge. Yes, and we were actually near Gettysburg. No, no, no. It's in Mississippi. Oh, it's in Mississippi. Yeah, it's in okay. Mississippi. Uh, and basically, old man Stucky, uh, he was part of the Hart brothers, which were real ruthless killers and thieves. He, really? And he, they actually kicked him out because he because he was so nasty. They <gasps> kicked him out of the gang. Well, he <laughs> lived by that bridge, and what he would do, he would welcome travelers. Whenever they come by, he would let them come in and eat, and, you know, they would feed them and, and all that stuff. And then he'd kill them and take their goods. Well, he would, he would kill the ones that didn't accept his hospitality and, you know, oh buried my. them on the banks of the Chunky River. And uh, when we went out there, and we, we had an... We investigated it, and we had a couple of crazy experiences. So that's whenever production company, you know, contacted us and was like, "Hey, we saw this, that. So, you know, could you tell your story?" And we went out there, told a story about that, and I think the next one was, yeah, it was the Witch of Yazoo, Yazoo City. Uh, the Witch of Yazoo is a real cool story. I mean, you ever heard is of? Is that the one with the gypsy? No, no. no okay. Have you ever heard of Yazoo? Uh, well, Yazoo burn, Yazoo City burning, Yazoo burning. Or, no. Or, no, no, no. It's uh, Mississippi, Mississippi burning, I think. It, I it was a movie. And, but basically, this witch, well, supposedly a witch, she was labeled that. She, was just, she basically lived down by the river, and she kept to herself. And she was labeled that. So mm. one day the sheriff mm. went after her because uh, well, supposedly she was leading some of the people on the boats trying, you know, saying, feeding them and all that stuff, and then she would kill them. But oh. we don't know. Uh, but the sheriff went after her. She ended up drowning in quicksand, and her last words were, I'm coming back. I will get you. I will get my revenge. I think uh, 10 years later, 
or I could, you'd just have to look it up. I, I'm not going to be accurate on it. But the just whole town, Yazoo City, burnt down. Oh. And supposedly the chains that were around her grave were broken. And it was like on, mm. the, oh, like on the anniversary of her death. Well, yep. Um, well, Wait a minute, I gotta ask you, so what was the negative part of that? I mean, it terrified you, right? That. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, well, I mean, I think she was, I really think she wasn't a witch. I think she was. Oh, no, no, yeah. but, but as far as the hauntings or the residual energy is concerned, what happened? Can you talk about that? Well, we didn't really experience anything. We were actually just, we were extras on that oh, episode. Okay. Yeah, we were extras. I, w- I was the sheriff. And a couple more people were the fishermen, and you know okay. we were just extras on that part. <laughs> I was just going to say, most haunted places and uh, most terrifying places. Uh, is that the uh, Jason Hoss show, or is that a different? Oh no, 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 no. Oh, okay. Most terrifying places in, in America. That is that's on Travel Channel. Yeah. And that's uh, I mean, it just tells people's stories, sort of okay. like. You know, haunted hospitals and paranormal. Yeah, and all okay. Because I know he did a show too with the same name. Yeah, right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's a different program. Okay. Yeah. Most terrifying with Jason Halls, I believe, or something like that. Something I can't remember. Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. Well, then I was uh, watching some of your videos on the internet, and the Kuhn Hospital came up, of course. Oh yeah. yeah. Mm. And I had typed in your, <coughs> excuse me, Mississippi Paranormal Research Institute. And that popped up in what it was first was a news article of June 2015 where they found a dead body in the Kuhn Hospital. So they interviewed you, of course, because you had a connection to it. But you had a former connection. I mean, you were already familiar with it. So could you tell us about that? I mean, it's a creepy place. Yeah, that place was very dark, put it that way, dark, and it was intense. I mean, it was pre-Civil War. Kuhn Memorial Hospital was pre-Civil War. And actually, the Sisters of Mercy used to stay there because it was built for tuberculosis outbreak, yellow fever, and it was like, that was the hospital. Well, uh, I ended up becoming caretaker of the place because the foundation, you know, I just saw it falling down and it it was just dangerous. And I imagine you kept people out. Did you shoot kids that wanted to go there and homeless people? Exactly. Drug use and all that. So I put up no trespassing signs. I'd always check the place out. I'd keep an eye on it. I'd put caution tape around uh, open elevator shafts, (sighs) make sure nobody, you know. Good idea. Yeah. (laughs) And that place right there, I mean, I was a paranormal investigator, so I was like, yeah, I got that's a gold mine for me. I can go up yeah, there anytime absolutely. I want. And I lived like a block away at the time. Yeah. Well, that place, we started getting a lot of activity there. I mean, Paranormal activity? Yes, a lot of paranormal activity. Were you and, actually investigating at this point? Yeah. Well, oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And uh, Perfect fit. Yeah, I know, I know. Mm. And it just... We started getting all kinds of stuff there, and I was like, yeah, this is honey hole. This is gold mine. Yeah. You know, and it got to where it re- I started getting really obsessed with the place, which, you know, that's why now I think I did, I did have an attachment to the location. Mm. And, well, I started staying away from my ex-wife now, but my wife at the time, and I started going there like every day. I backed away from all my friends at the time and they saw a change. You became obsessed. Yes. Look, I went as far as to get in a grill during the weekends. I put it on the roof. I'll sit back, drink some beer and grill by myself. Oh, by, by yourself? On the roof. Yeah. In the rain. 
Oh, yep. On the TV show. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've been there many times during the rain, and that, that reminds me yeah. of a story that happened uh, with Ghost Adventures. They filmed there, Room 504. They got a lot of activity. We were there after it aired and all that, and went up to Room 504, and I'm sitting here asking questions, this and that, and uh, something just tells me to get out of there. I just had a bad gut feeling. <clears throat> so we walk out of there, go down to the second floor, and I'm asking questions about room 504. We got a class A EVP of a little girl laughing. Right after that happened on the voice recorder, we hear a loud crash and bang above us. I'm thinking domino effect, the whole place, it's a whole building. So we go running out, outside, and I'm like, man, what was that? You know, we're trying to get everything, trying to get our wits together. Walk around the side, looked up there, room 504, the whole roof caved in. We were just in there. It was the roof that caved in? The roof, in? concrete roof caved in, in that one room. And it was raining real bad that day. And oh my that's gosh. another reason I was like, man, this is, everything's really adding together with this. Because uh, I went to one point where I went up there. Well, now looking back, I'm putting all the pieces together. <clears throat> I, I was at my bad time, real low time, going through a divorce. And that's not a good place to be when, yeah. Exactly. They, they really took advantage of that. Yeah, and it was never had anything like this happen before. I went to the one of the bottom floors up there by myself. It was daytime. I was sitting there. I was upset, depressed. I was going through a divorce. Didn't have anybody to talk to because I pushed myself away from everybody. Mm -hmm. And I was more worried about that, more that place than anything else. So I'm sitting there, I got a, like a little baby blanket on, I'm sitting on this nasty concrete floor, you know, just bawling my eyes out. You know, had a couple of beers and next thing you know, it was like earmuffs. Like somebody put earmuffs on me. I didn't hear any birds. Everything was real muffled and I got a real common feeling. And it wasn't any voices in my head. It was like just something just hit me. It just like it, something was saying something, but wasn't. You know, it was like words or something. I don't know. It's hard to explain. Uh, but it's like go up to the roof. You'll feel better up there. And I went up there, walked up to the roof, and I'm walking, walking. I walk over to the ledge. I have no idea why. I just walk to the ledge and I look down and I see my truck. And uh, it's like you're in a trance. Right. Yeah. And and I'm going to get choked up. I'll go ahead and let you know, just like I did on the show. Um, it was, I got the same thing it, in my head. Whenever I look down, end the pain. Go ahead and end it. And <laughs> I snapped out of it. It was like at least 30 seconds. And I snapped out of it. Dude, what am I doing? I left there, went downstairs, got my truck, and I never went back to that place. Honestly, you yeah. never went back? Never went back. It, well, not never. It took about six months. I went back. And With someone? The only reason I did, because that's whenever Ghost Adventures came down and filmed with Zach and Aaron and, and the guys at yeah. the hospital. I was going to be with them, and it was daytime whenever we investigated some of the stuff and did the walkthrough, so I was safe. But as soon as that was over with, as soon as we did the interview and all that stuff, I left. left. I left, and that's, I mean, that's Spirits Under Siege episode. Spirits Under Siege, we'll have yeah, to Yeah, it's a four-part episode. It's any idea what uh, season that was? Oh, no, I don't. Okay. Uh, but it, it's uh, Spirits Under Siege, Vicksburg, Mississippi, Ghost Adventures. You okay. can find it. Yeah. Yeah. That one, 
Yeah, it's it's like four parts. They they investigated the whole town, and there's another one on there about the salon that uh, that I was able to be a part of too. That's extremely haunted. Did they find anything other than the the crashing? Because often they they pass off everything that they get for evidence. They never really say that it's haunted. Did they ever admit that maybe <clears throat> the Kuhn Hospital was haunted? Yes. Oh yeah. Good. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Zach agreed about a non-human entity being there. His name was Michael, and it. Sh we actually caught it on film while Zach and I were sitting here talking about Michael. Right. Next thing you yes. know, we hear a door slam up. and you both, Confirmation? Yep, confirmation. We were talking about Michael, and as soon as that happened, me and, me and Zach at the same time looked. We heard the door. We went up there to go check it out, and they focused on that. Didn't Jamie get that on her recorder or on her ghost box? She was sitting down on the floor with the other woman. I don't remember her name, but the name Mike came up. Yes, yes, yes. That's happened. And but there's another Class A EVP of another female investigator that was with us that got Michael. Oh, okay. But it could be a different entity. It could. Yeah, we're thinking it's the same one. It was a non-human entity, and that's the name he was going by, or it was going by. So at that hospital, there were TB patients and there were mental patients yes. too, right? Yes, correct. Wow, yeah. it just sounds like it was a cesspool of a lot of it negative was. energy. It, yeah. and that place was horrible, and I'm glad they did tear it down. So, so and what, you were you, you were just plain lucky to get out of there. Yeah, you yes. were. I mean, I went on a downward spiral, man. It was horrible. But and see, that's what I say. You know, I would like to say to you know. People out there getting into the field or wanting to just starting out, don't be weekend warriors. Look around, maybe get know some paranormal teams in your area, get with them, and learn some stuff before you step into a situation like that because you <coughs> never know what you're going to walk into. No, you don't. Mm -hmm. You should definitely at least go in pairs and not by yourself. Correct. And yeah, read and, and educate yourself as much as you can. And the other thing that should be observed protection you weren't into that at the time then evidently right did you feel impervious i mean you weren't yeah. I, I wasn't worried about it because i was so used yeah. to the place you know so i slipped i slipped well i gotta yeah. tell you just relative to that not not to make it about me but i certainly empathize with what you're up against i went to a, a cemetery not far from well it is in nashua mm -hmm. and one of the women with me we were there during the afternoon and she told me that she had felt a winged creature follow her in the cemetery. You know, it was the afternoon. I didn't really feel, I felt that there were several spots that had been occupied, but there had been um, a Native American massacre of Native Americans there. Really? They were, it was territorial and they were fighting each other. After that, two serious things happened to me. Mm -hmm. I, I just found out that it was within days, it was, Four, four or five days, I fell and I dislocated my hip. I just found out I dislocated my hip. Oh, wow. And the next thing that happened, it was just not quite a month later, I wound up having emergency surgery. So it was, to me, I felt dogged, like I was being dogged or chased or something. And I just really felt that something had perhaps attached. Uh, I, I went to see uh, Mary. Melanson, mm, yeah. and she felt that that I was there was an attachment, but that the negative energy she took advantage of my weakened condition at the right. time, yep. and I didn't realize I was in sort of a, a low healthy state. Mm -hmm. So you right. got to be careful. That was uh, Gilson Road. 
Cemetery. I know, I didn't want to mention it, but sure. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see why we can't. It's a well-known haunted cemetery. I know, so. it's just I didn't want to give it a bad rep, but um, I, there, where tragedy has happened, that's where you get sometimes this negative draw, yep. and you have to be careful. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. absolutely. I don't think they believe that, but watch out because stuff starts happening. Yeah, Very real. So what do you do for protection now? Do you? Well, basically, it's as simple as, well, I'll ground myself. You know, definitely take my you know, shoes and socks off and ground myself. You know, do a little meditation. Of course, you know, oh, I just, you know, I do a prayer beforehand, <coughs> do a good. prayer I was afterwards. Going to ask you if you did that. Uh, yeah, and, and definitely as soon as I come in, I say, look, you cannot follow us home. Yep, that's good. You're stuck Make on this property, command. you cannot follow us home. And whenever we leave, we say, say the same thing, and that's how we take precautions. Good. Uh, what about stones? Do you use any? You do have a lot on too, don't you? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> do. do you use some for protection, like maybe a little med medicine bag of some kind? Uh, not really. No. Not right. I have some. I mean, everybody I have them at the house. Has know. their own way, but yeah. But yeah, yeah. Well, I'll you've really got enough on you now. <laughs> Those are lovely. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, do you use any of it for the power of the the stone? The properties? it's just for looks. Just the looks. Yeah, it's just look a rock star look. That's all it is. <laughs> Hey, you know, when you're, you famous, when you're a famous rock star, you know, you yeah. do stuff like that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Have you, have you had any, uh, any funny, funny things that have happened, investigations? Yeah. Yeah. Never, ever put a stationary voice recorder next to a bathroom. <laughs> Never do that. <laughs> I learned my lesson the hard way. But, uh, I mean, yeah, that would, that would probably, that'd probably be like one of the funniest. Of course, we all joke and we all you know, have fun, this and that. And we have been scared many a times, like at the USS Salem. <laughs> oh, tell us about that. Uh, we were investigating. Uh, I think it was, it was me and Chris Sanders and Kirsten and Jason, and it was a couple more people, Heather and Adam. And we were, we were investigating, and Matt Warner was in another room investigating with another person. And, um, man, we were getting so much activity, so much activity. And we didn't realize that he was in there. So we're sitting there, we're walking, and we're in the hallway, and we heard something. We heard like a door, you know, sort of creaked a little bit. It's like from here, us, me to y'all. And next thing you know, pow, 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 he bangs on that door as loud as he could, and it scared the bejesus out of us. I mean, it scared the heck out of us. It's on video. <laughs> Kyle, old Kyle Palmer, he, he got it on video. <laughs> All of us just, ha! I mean, and then, you know, even me, I screamed. It scared me. Yeah, you, don't you get startled. Like that. Yeah. It was hilarious, though. And I got my wits together, and I went straight bolted straight toward it, and he's on the other side of the door. Ha, 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 ha. I was like, Whereabouts where was that on the ship? Huh? Whereabouts on the ship was that? Oh, I couldn't tell you. Oh, okay. uh, I really couldn't. It, it was headed toward, I think it was like a meeting room or something, but it was heading, if you're looking at the ship, it was heading toward the left side all the way to the end. But I couldn't tell you. There's I, the dentist's office on the left-hand side if you're heading toward the end, and there's the I think he, and the surgery too. Yeah, you might be might be talking about the CBO mess. I'm it might not be. Sure, I, but I it's not important. Yeah, I wasn't. Yeah. I'm, I'm totally wasn't familiar with the place. <laughs> well, I, I we've got a couple more minutes left. Yeah. What What did you come across there? for evidence. At USS Salem? Mm. Oh man, shadow figures everywhere. Really? There was at one point that Chris was 
in, in, in another room, but we could still see each other. And he saw a shadow figure. I was standing, I, I got a feeling, and I actually got a vision that it was, it was there. I, I felt it. And I just started asking questions, and I turned around, and my back was toward the manhole. I was right, manhole right behind me, and Adam was right, right in front of me. And I was asking questions, and I was like, I mean, I'm not scared of you. You know, you can come talk to me, this and that. And I, I got a real bad gut feeling. Mm. But I mean, like a scare, you know, like something was coming up behind me. Yeah. I, you know, it's in with out, within doubt, get out type thing. And whenever I was feeling that, next thing you know, Adam runs over there and he grabs me and pulls me toward him. I'm like, dude, what? He was like, man, there was a shadow that manifested right behind you out of that manhole. Look, I'm getting chill bumps right now. It, it was so insane. It was confirmation. It wasn't yeah. nothing evil or negative, but it was something my body was like, hey, you got somebody behind you, man. Yeah, you, you know, were reacting type to thing. it. Because, I mean, that place is just, it's so cool. It, it, and the, the spirits there, they just, I mean, they, they're good spirits. They just want to be acknowledged and talk to you. So, I mean, it's a great location. It's yeah, definitely it's very, a fun very, location. Very active location. Oh, yeah, it's very active. Uh, I love it. done some filming on, on the ship, and everybody on the crew had some sort of an experience, shadow figures and footsteps. And, mm -hmm. and a lot of those people did work on the ship when it was functioning as a, a ship. Yeah, yeah, we interviewed a couple of guys that uh, one of them was stationed on the ship uh, mm. in the Navy back in, in the 50s. Oh, wow. And... Uh, He's, uh, you so know, he's, he's part of the museum oh, docents. Yeah. 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 Now, so, so. The, you said the manhole. What was it? The the, the last um, level of the ship that it was coming up out of? Yes. 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 It, Had it, there been a fire down there? No, that was on a different ship. Well, oh. I thought maybe there had been a fire, like the engine room. Something. I thought there had been something to do with wiring and a fire down there. Hmm. I don't believe so. At one Didn't point, somebody die down there though? Well, a number of people died. I mean, at, at like one an point, engineer? At one point, uh, when the Salem was rafted alongside another ship, at, and down, I think it was New York Navy Yard, the other ship had an explosion yeah, and a fire. Yeah. And the bad thing, what I'm And some of the people but. from that ship were brought on to the Salem yep. and, and died on the Salem. Yeah. Hmm. Well, so. it could have been one of them, too, I suppose. Right, yeah. But he definitely saw, a, like, a male-type figure? He just saw a black mass just form behind me. A black mass? Yeah. Well, you know, we're just about uh, coming to the bottom of the hour here. Yeah. Well, we we got so, some local haunts too. Yeah, we we'll to take talk a little about. short break. And you had brought up the uh, the James House. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And David was uh, did an investigation there with us yep. uh, last fall. So perhaps we can talk a little bit about that. Yeah. Little local lore. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Little local <laughs> stuff. Absolutely. And so, uh, Edge of Reality TV our guest tonight is David Childers, and we will be back in just a couple minutes. Welcome back to Edge of Reality TV. Uh, Willie Hassel, Lynn Nickerson, and tonight our guest is David Childers. And we've been talking about a lot of investigations and such. And uh, before the break, we did mention that David had joined us on an investigation. Actually, we joined him. He, That's right. he invited us to join him That's uh, right. on an investigation at the, the uh, James House, which is in Hampton, New Hampshire. And uh, what, what was your, your take on the house? David. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> I really did. I mean, there did was you? some 
there was some interesting stuff that happened that night. It really was. And uh, like whenever first walked in there with you during the daytime, it was just a walkthrough. Yeah. I just old stuff. I was, I was something. I was just picking up on something in the back corner. And uh, like, you know, our older guy, you know, that was, you know, sort of grumpy type thing. And <laughs> Gee, I wonder who that was. <laughs> and that's whenever you were like, Willie, you were like, uh, uh, yeah, that's so-so. I was like, okay, I'm not crazy. <laughs> you know? That is uh, the haunt of a person we call Mr. Grumpy Pants. Mm -hmm. And the way we managed to name him, actually he had been named a long time ago, is a woman that lives across the street from the James house. She grew up there as a child. She would play in the house because after 1940 it was abandoned, it, everybody moved out. So they'd use it like their playhouse. She was very psychic when she was a child. Mr. Grumpy Pants used to live in that upstairs second back bedroom. And she said he would grunt at them, he would, sh the, he would growl at them, tell them to go away. And oddly enough, after we had investigated maybe a couple of times, I had a dream. And I had a dream of a man in 18th century clothing. He had long black hair. He was wearing a long green waistcoat and black boots. And uh, his, his hair, it was uh, the right-hand side of his face. His hair kept falling in his face. So when I asked Allison if she could describe Mr. Grumpy Pants, she described the man I just dreamt about. And that was really good confirmation. That is. And she said, we, she tried to get his name. He didn't want to say what his name was. And he said that he liked being called Mr. Grumpy Pants. So I don't know who he was. I asked her if she felt that he was maybe a member of the family. And she said, no, it was like he was a visitor or something. And what I was getting was that maybe he was a tenant while that room wasn't being used as either a sick room or a bedroom, that they might have been cash strapped for a while. And I think they hired him on you know, as a renter. Uh -huh. But he was not the, the cheeriest person. And he didn't like children. So <laughs> it's funny because that's where he likes to gravitate, either there or up in the attic. Right, yeah. And so you picked up on his energy without knowing anything about that. So that's incredible. Yeah, I had no idea. Willie didn't tell me anything about it. Just came in and I was blinded. You know, whenever <laughs> I came in, I was like, okay. <laughs> did, yeah. did you feel pushed away almost by him? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Very territorial. Yeah. Yep, definitely. What were you going to say? I was just going to say that David just came. He, he was interested in, in doing something in the house, so he just came and met me there for a tour. And I, you know, as he said, I didn't tell him anything. And uh, he was uh, quite impressed with the house. So so. <laughs> Outstanding. What else did you pick up? How did you feel about the attic? The attic, I felt there was... I mean, I felt there was something up there, but I couldn't pick up on it. And, you know, that night it was sort of quiet, except for that experience we had with the, it sounded like the recorder playing back, which was so weird. Because we were, so, if, you, if you remember, we were sitting there and it sounded, and we just heard, started hearing voices, and it sounded like somebody's recorder was playing. Mm. That's right. But none of us. That's right. None of us, we all checked our recorders. They were just recording. They weren't playing. Yep, they weren't playing. Could have been who knows what a residual, that was. maybe a, a, a mimicking of it. Because uh, we were playing them earlier, trying to hear from EVPs. Maybe it could have been something mimicking 
or I, I don't know. Yeah, but it was strange. It, I've never that, had anything happen like that before. That is odd. I've got to go back and watch that again. But there were, were a lot of little things that happened throughout the night. Um, typically, when the first time I went there, I felt all kinds of children. So I think that, you know, TB was really prevalent at the time in the 1700s, 1800s. <clears throat> so I think that a lot of children may have died there. There was that. There was Mr. Grumpy Pants, which I felt he hovered in the eaves. Mm -hmm. He has two hiding places. And the other thing was um, the work hand, James, Frank James. Not related to the family, but they had created sort of a half-finished room for him that he used as a workshop. So I picked up on him, but he doesn't always seem to be there. But he is an intelligent haunt because he does right. interact. Right. And then when you were there, um, well, Helena King was picking up on a lot of stuff yep. that was um, being complimented by what we were finding. She, at the time, was living, it still is, living in the UK, mm -hmm. and she was psychically picking up on the things that were going on at the yep. James house. And she picked up on um, one, all the children of one of the descendants, and she was naming them. Mm -hmm. I had to go and, and check the records to check the names. Right. And the thing was, she said that there were two Elizabeths, and she couldn't figure it out. Why, were the two Elizabeths or two Marys? One or the other? I can't, really, I cannot I think it was two Elizabeths. I think it yeah, was Elizabeth. Yeah, I think it was Elizabeths. And they had different last names. We'll come to find out, those were their married names once they had married, but mm. they were originally James, mother mm -hmm. and daughter. <laughs> so that was a, another really good hit yeah. that Elena brought up. And then wasn't there... Um, a young child that we kept picking up on that night. Uh, yeah, I, I believe she did. I believe she picked up on it. Uh, I couldn't even tell you cause <laughs> exactly <clears throat> everything going on. Yeah, I can't remember everything. Yeah, I can't even remember yesterday. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I, I try to feeling. take notes with each of our investigations. Yeah. What about downstairs in the uh, the parlor room, the room on the right hand mm -hmm. side downstairs? Do you, do you recall anything kind of remarkable from? Not really. Not at that night. Not that night. I mean, I really didn't pick up on anything there. I was more, I was more focused on grumpy pants. You know, that's who I was more focused <laughs> yeah. on because I really felt a strong, you know, pull with him. Yeah, Did I remember you? that that room. That's where we started, and it was it was really quiet. So yeah, yeah. It's like uh, oh, and remember uh, at that one point while we were up in the attic, I just got a and just. Vision popped in my head about s somebody walking over to that corner and picking up a cartridge, like a, a shell casing box, like a big box. Oh, yeah. There was a guy and just went over there and picked it up, and that was it. I don't know why. It just hit me. <laughs> and the story that might be connected with that is during the period of time that Willie and I started investigating there, they found some shell casings hidden up in the eaves. Mm -hmm. So... They must have hidden some ammunition at some right. point. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that is. It's really <laughs> good confirmation. Did you um, did you review the film where you found any anomalous photographs or stills? I, I went anything? through the videos and stuff like that. I really didn't. Nothing in particular yeah, like it that. Yeah, it really wasn't nothing really that would stand out. Yeah. You know? But you never know. I mean, we all know. When you investigate places, it's like fishing. You throw out a line, you reel it in, you never know what you're Truly. going to get. It's a hit and miss. It could be yep. slow that night. It could be active yep. the next night. Ghosts don't have schedules, man. That's right. <laughs> yep, and they don't. they don't work on our schedule. That's yep. for exactly. Sure. Yes, I totally agree. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
The other interesting thing, too, was somebody that I had never really felt myself was Benjamin James, the first owner, he and his wife. And Helena was picking up on him, and she confirmed his name and so forth, and she said that he was he loved the house, he loved what uh, the, um, the association board members are doing to the house, mm-hmm. and that uh, one of the other points about that was we were wondering, especially one of the descendants that lives out in Kansas or Ohio, he wanted to know where the first owners were buried, and none of us have been able to find their graves. And it was actually Helena, Benjamin speaking through Helena, saying they were buried on the property. <laughs> that was good confirmation, only because we couldn't find it in the records. But I have always felt that there are many graves on that property. Mm. And that I, he, he said that both he and his wife were buried there, and that I said, well, there are no markers. And she said, because they use wooden markers, that the stone memorial was not important to them. Mm-hmm. They just wanted their graves marked. Oh, I got you. Yeah. So that was another good point that is not hasn't been completely verified, but it all fell into place. Right. Yeah. 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 And she's good at what she does. She's definitely good. Uh, she's very, very good. Very accurate. Very insightful. Yeah. Remote viewing from over at the UK remote to over viewing. here to the states. Yeah. I mean, well, she's, she's awesome. listening to. She was. Uh, she was watching it live because it was yeah. Facebook Live, mm-hmm. and she also came up with two sets of grandparents of Benjamin James. So grandparents and great-grandparents, and that was something I hadn't researched, so I had to get that confirmed. She was spot on. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it Absolutely. was really wonderful. She was connecting <laughs> with them. But the, those were the highlights, I think. Can you think of anything I else? Think, no, no, not really. I think that was pretty much the highlights of it. Yeah, yeah but it just uh, depends on, on the night and the people who were gathered, because I think some of yeah. them, either they feel some kind of empathy with whomever is there investigating, and or there's more energy to put to draw on right. to manifest whatever it is mm-hmm. they're going to do or communicate. Yeah. Right, yeah, exactly. <clears throat> and the spirits are going to pick out whoever they want to communicate with. They want to pick out the energy that they, you know, I mean, that's just like us humans. I mean, yep. uh, you're well, going to become... Well, they are humans. Sort of. Exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, because they're people. Yeah, you're going to connect somebody that you feel comfortable yeah, around. That you feel comfortable yeah. with. And a lot of times that, that place is quiet. It's, it's, yep. you, you don't get anything. But over the years, we've gotten a number of EVPs and, and stuff. And, and a good class like you mentioned, black mists on uh, Yeah, on photographs. six different but, occasions with the black mist. Oh, wow, six? Yeah. Yeah, a little uncanny. We did try to uh, clear the portals on the ground. There mm-hmm. were three portals. And they kind of uh, quieted things down for a while. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's good. But it's a... An interesting place. There's always something new coming through hmm. at the James House. Well, another place we wanted to ask you about, too, was um, a cemetery in Mississippi called Hell's Gate. Uh, Gates, yeah, it's Gates of Hell. Gates, Gates of Hell. Gates of Hell, yeah. It's actually, all right, it's like in, it's in Satarsha, Mississippi, and it's actually just farmland out there. But the urban legend is behind it that it was like over a hundred Indians, okay? And the Yazoo City River is right there. A hundred, over a hundred Indians ended up committing suicide, jumping to their death in the Yazoo River and drowning. The reason is because the Union soldiers were trying to take over their land instead of, you know, giving, give, letting them, well, giving it to them. They just commit a suicide. And that's the urban legend behind it. So we uh, there's been there's been stories over the years it's been just burst of energy light of real light anomalies real orbs not just dust orbs and all mm. that junk uh, it's uh 
but real light anomalies over the Yazoo River, a whirlpool with green mist, uh, disembodied voices, screams, crying. Really? Yeah, 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 and it coming from the river. Well, we decided to investigate that, uh, <laughs> and uh, we went out there, and it ended up being pretty intense. The first thing that happened, my daughter's nose just started bleeding. Just That's right. Out of the blue, started bleeding. Uh, then we were and ended up there were two old trees on the property, and there was a lot of stuff over the years, bad stuff that happened with those trees. And we were out there, man, and we just started getting K2 hits. This is the middle of nowhere. We're getting K2 hits. Um, we're getting just all of these EMF rim pod going off for no reason at all in the middle of nowhere, no electricity around. Didn't you get uh, a Native American couple at that session that showed up, uh, husband and wife? I, I can't remember. Maybe it was somebody else that, that you know, had that. I, I can't remember that. I, I just remember the very dramatic things. Yeah, your daughter's <laughs> nose bleeding was pretty remarkable. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's That was so crazy. That I mean, just out of the blue. And that, it was right after my, my uh, thermal imaging camera. It just, it was fully charged and just dead. Just completely That's dead. That's right. Your equipment went dead, and then yep. Jamie said she felt somebody uh, tugging on the back of her T-shirt. Yeah, and yeah. it was all about the same time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was in. Yeah, it was all in, yeah, about in that same time. We were only out there for like I think an hour. I was over by the wood line. I was trying to get to Gates of Hell. I was trying to actually see the water, but I, I but the water was so high. But I got close enough to it, and me and another investigator, we heard a woman crying sobbing real loud really? and it was coming from the river so that was confirmation that the stories are real completely accurate but uh that place was intense so hmm. there's actually no cemeteries and no no, no. gravestones on the land right no. oh okay yeah it was uh okay basically that the urban legend that it was the indians committing suicide that's horrible that's no, just I horrific i know i know it is it definitely, it was, I mean, you felt the energy out there, how it was just horrible. I mean, it, it was just dreadful, you know. And uh, I think uh, Walt Grayson, one of my good friends, a uh, news reporter down south in Mississippi, he's went out there before. It was way before I did. And he's went out there and his camera batteries, he had the big cameras and it just drained, mm. just drained. He said one time he went out there and it, his camera got fried. He had to buy a new camera. He, he told me, he was like, I'm not going back out there, David. Too yeah. expensive. Yeah, exactly. Too expensive. Yeah. yeah, I won't go back to that cemetery either. I mean, <laughs> some of these places can affect you like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, you um, know, speaking of equipment like that, to, to go back to the James House for a minute, I, one day, I think it was, I'm pretty sure it was all the same day, I had two almost brand new recorders that just died. <laughs> I mean, not battery drain, they just died. They just, yeah. When I, I, I had to replace fried. them. Two in one day. Yep, it happens. It happens. Yeah. I've had to do that. One of, one of my recorders did that years ago. Yeah. Brand new. Used it like three times and gone. And it was ruined? Oh, yeah, it was fried. Yeah. Oh Wouldn't cut back on nothing. Yeah, that's what mine did. Yep. They had to buy so, new, new, new ones. So wasn't it Wayne who said, I don't like the feeling here. We got to go. Oh, yeah, dad my dad. <laughs> yeah, your dad, Wayne. Yeah. And, and then it's you left. very rare. Very out of character for him to do something like that. But he was he was sweating. He was he was like, That's man, right. we got to go. Really perspiring. Yeah, it freaked him out. I mean, it's hot down there, but he was really sweating. Yeah, and the temperature kept 
varying quite a bit oh, yeah. too, didn't it? Yep, sure did. Up and down, up and down. That's what the thermal imaging camera was saying. So, hey. Do you suppose people had been hung in the trees? <sighs> yeah, I believe so. Lynch, lynch I believe so. Yeah, I believe so. I mean, that place is just horrible. It's horrible. Actually, I did some research on it. And yeah, that did happen. So, so what did they do? Just jump in the river? Was it a really deep, fast-moving river? Uh, yeah, the Yazoo River. Yeah, it is. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's not like the Mississippi, but yeah, that current can suck you under real quick. Oh my gosh! There's yeah. a hundred of them. Mm-hmm. That's what the urban legend was saying. So, was it like the reservation land that the Union soldiers uh, yes. wanted? Yeah, absolutely. Ooh. Yep. Okay, <laughs> then why don't we talk about um, the Black Swan in Tilton, New Hampshire. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the Black Swan Inn. That's in Tilton, yeah. That place is beautiful. It is amazing. Uh, we had an event. Uh, actually, it was October 30th of this year. Mm. We had an event, uh, and I was like, uh, you know, I got a hold of the owners. The owners are amazing people. They are, so, you know, hospitable the uh, they are awesome and they are at, yeah and uh, they were like yeah you can hold an event here yeah that's fine you know and were you kind of like the first no 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 oh, okay. no no it's 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 been investigators well, no. out there you know and it's not it's not i mean it's not like it's out there oh yeah it's really haunted it's extremely hot no <clears throat> if there are spirits there they are good spirits they are just want to be acknowledged Is i mean it kind it's of nothing and I wouldn't, e I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even label it as haunted, uh, because we, we had some cool experiences. We had some cool experiences there, and of course, being a paranormal investigator, you hear a knock, you're gonna be like, oh yeah, I like it, <laughs> but you're not gonna call it paranormal. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I would usually, I mean, locations like McNutt House, I would say, yeah, it's haunted, but they're good spirits. But Black Swan, it was just, it was definitely interesting. Uh, we had that event there, and uh, we only had like maybe six tickets sold. The day of the event, next thing you know, we maxed out at 40 people. People just started showing up at the door, you know. Amazing. And uh, it was, like I said, it was interesting. Was, uh, that, was actually, that was actually mine and Kirsten's event that night. Um, we, we, actually, we just started off, hit all the lights out. Started asking questions. Fifteen minutes into it, we started getting activity. Um, mm. Asked to knock on something. Knock twice. Pow, pow. Knock twice. You know, could you do this? Could you, uh, you know, set the meters off? It, they would set off mm. for no reason at all. The REM pods started going off, and those are hard to set off. <clears throat> we were actually we front, front, all set in a circle in the piano room. And we were just asking questions. Next thing you know, over there in the you know the main living room area, it just starts going off. Um, <clears throat> there was a piano there. Did that, that start playing? We we asked, could <gasps> you play the piano? Next thing you know, and nobody's over there. Ding. <laughs> one one note. Yeah, just there. one note. So mm. it was cool. It, it was definitely yeah. interesting. Um, What's the history and, of the place? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I like to go in places blind, like what Willie said. Yeah, I thought maybe in, in retrospect after the investigation you might have checked I mean, that out. But just Google Black Swan Inn in yeah. Tilton, New Hampshire, and uh, it's a it's a bed and breakfast too mm -hmm. as well. The breakfast is amazing. They do a great job, <laughs> 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 great job. Check it out. And uh, I mean, one of the rooms there is a Peabody room. That's a real great location. That's where I usually stay at is in the Peabody room. Um, but 
I don't know. I mean, we've well, had some cool stuff happen. You know. Were you able to identify anybody? Did anyone involve? Did you get any names? Did anybody get EVP? Actually, Helena actually did a live feed. Oh, she did. Yeah, yeah a live feed. We put it on the on the fireplace. Okay. <clears throat> and she remote viewed from over there, <clears throat> and she was picking up everything. And she was picking up on all the stuff, and the owners were there, like, oh wow, yeah, that's so so. That's this. So, I mean, it's, I know she did it for an hour. It was just so much to absorb, <laughs> but it, yeah. she was hitting the nail on the head. And after that, we were getting some more, you know, activity. But I mean, like I said, the place, I love it. I mean, after I went up, every time I go there, I go up there after the, you know, I don't investigate it all the time. I just go out there and hang out because yeah. the place is amazing. Yeah. Mm. And uh, I go up there and sleep like a baby, you know, <laughs> but it, it was a cool, sleep. it was definitely a cool event. It was definitely interesting. So was that done like live streaming? Did yes. You, oh, good. Yeah, that was so, done live stream on so Facebook. So it's still on the internet? Yes, yes, it's on my, my Facebook page. Good, good, yeah, I'd like to check that out yeah. too. <clears throat> Especially to see what uh, Helena has to say about the place. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, was it an old colonial? Yes, I believe it is. I believe it, yeah, it is. It, it's, a, it's definitely an older home. Okay, Yeah. and do you know if it was on the, um, yeah, the national. No, but the oh. uh, the railroad, the oh, uh, uh, slaves. Yeah, underground know. railroad. Underground. There yeah. we go. Underground I railroad. I don't think it. I don't that think wasn't it was. mentioned. No, it wasn't. You know. Okay. Yeah, it it wasn't. I have a like feeling said, that it might have been. Yeah. I'll have to check that out too. Interesting. Yeah, it is. It's definitely your old home. Definitely. <laughs> okay. But, and it's so cool. It's so cool because, oh, last time I was there. As soon as I pulled up and they got like a river right, like right there, and it's like as soon as I pull up, the fireworks going off. The city setting off fireworks right there in front of the place, and it started snowing. I sat on the front porch, watch the fireworks. It's wow. a great location. It's right there downtown Tilton. Middle of nowhere, but a pretty little place. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there aren't too many major metropolises nearby. Yeah. Um, oh, that's cool. Uh, anything else that you, did you remember? Anything else you might have captured there? Mm, I mean, but we uh, actually called an EVP. Okay. Called an EVP, and it it actually uh, brought up one of the guys' name. I think his name was Abraham, and uh, he supposedly is one of the spirits that resides in the location. And uh, I think, yeah, I mean, Kirsten picked up a Class A EVP. Of mm. uh, I mean, she just turned it on, and as soon as it said, as soon as she turned it on. Uh, she said, "Who? Uh, okay, who's here with us?" And then a female said, "Get Abraham." Yeah, Class mm -hmm. A EVP, mm -hmm. and she was up there with her mom. It was just them two. And that's super. I mean, it, she got a real good find, a real good find. Um, I saw that you were on or did some work with finding Bigfoot. <laughs> yeah. So, mm -hmm. what what kind of experience do you have with cryptids at all, if any? I, d I really don't dig deep into it, you know, because, but I do, I have been on hunts. I have been out there before, you know, just to experience it. Yeah. It was actually one, uh, one of my episodes that was featured this year. It was on Discovery Channel, Discovery Plus. It's called Strange Evidence. Mm. And, uh, yes, I was going to ask you yeah, about that too. Yes, Strange Evidence. And, uh, was, was that a big, uh, Finding Bigfoot episode? Uh, no, no, oh. no. This right here was actually one of my stories that my 
eyewitness account in Vicksburg, Mississippi again, that I thought I saw something. I never said it was Bigfoot, but I thought I saw something. There are bears there, but they're very few. Mm -hmm. But I went to an abandoned playground. It was haunted, you know, supposedly. It was built in the 50s and they ended up shutting down because of all the drugs and murders and yeah. stuff that happened there. But I was down there, it was the middle of the day, and I'm sitting here snapping photos, you know, being my photographer self, and I heard a rustle in the woods to the right of me. I look over and it was, oh, bro, man, it was probably about 60 yards away or something like that, 50. But something stood up, reddish brown coat, and dreaded, uh, jetted off down the hill. I sat there and I froze. I'm like, what the heck? Yeah, that? what just happened? <laughs> Turn around, I left. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and I started thinking, what did I see? So one of my friends, Therese Abel, she's also a news reporter in uh, Jackson, uh, Dark Horse Press. Yeah, that's, okay, that's yep. her new thing. And um, <clears throat> she did a story about my eyewitness account. And it was pretty cool because it made it to South Korea, I think, in three days. <laughs> it was pretty, Jeez. wasn't expecting that. Then Peyton got a hold of me. Um, Peyton actually, he went to, he, this guy, he went to the church right next to the abandoned playground. A year later on the date, he sees a footprint right outside the church. He chased me down. He, like I mean, I'm footprint. driving on the road and he chased me down. He saw my logo truck out and I pulled over and he was telling me about this and that. And I was like, well, did you get a cast? He said, yep. And he pulled it up and showed me. I was like, oh, okay. Let's look into this a little bit deeper, <laughs> you know, and that's, um, we went out there and we looked around and I, I saw it. I saw it. And um, that's whenever Finding Bigfoot got a hold of us. And they did like an episode in Jackson, Mississippi. They did, they got like a community mm -hmm. town hall. Everybody's get together, yeah. everybody's stories. And we were happened to be there and, you know, told us, you know, told our story to them and showed the cast and this and that. But you got the definite feeling when you, sensation when you experienced this that it wasn't a bear then, right? Too big for a bear? I still don't know. Uh, I don't know what it was. I have no idea what it was to this day. But I'm, you don't I still think it was a bear, right? <laughs> I don't think so. Not the way it moved. On hind legs, I don't oh, think it was. It I really don't. hind legs. Yeah. I mean, because it, it, bears, they walk on hind legs to actually make themselves fit yeah, in with humans. but not very far. Right. It's usually a scare tactic. and Right. And, and, and I mean, they'll walk on hind legs in neighborhoods just to get the trash. I guess they think humans won't notice they're not bears. <laughs> yeah. but we stand up, nobody will notice us. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Did anything else surface regarding strange evidence? Uh, with the strange evidence episode, they actually came down and they were, the main focus on strange evidence, that episode, was the skunk ape. The skunk ape? The skunk ape. And where were they filming? Uh, well, they actually, they filmed, they filmed in Vicksburg where okay, the experiences so and stuff was and there was a video out there um about the skunk ape and they had us come in and tell them exp our experiences and you know us being with our experiences and we started you know looking doing research on it they wanted us to actually try to confirm if it would be a skunk ape uh if it would be a primate, primate which it was definitely was the video that we saw that they, they focused around was a primate and see back you think about it uh like back at the honey island swamp monster down south louisiana okay that story it's pretty big down there it's close to uh i think it's close to new orleans well back i think in the 40s or 30s there was a big train wreck and it had a lot of zoo animals on it oh. they didn't recover all the animals 
people were seeing monkeys and trees and stuff. Wow. Why couldn't they evolve and get used to the natural, you know, the habitat and stuff yeah. down in that area? And they could look happens. a lot different, you know, because it's a lot different feeding habits. Mm -hmm. Hey, you never know. So. Well, the skunk ape, they usually do hang around swamps and right mm -hmm. not in Mississippi's right next door to Louisiana and you've oh, got yeah. them in Louisiana. So it does yeah. make sense that, do you think that'd be a combination of like, um, the typical Bigfoot and a swamp ape, they, their territories don't cross, I would I think. Th I think it's a totally different primate. I really okay. do. Yeah, yeah, it's a totally different primate. Yeah. I, I mean, I've had people come up to me and tell me they had experiences with a creature. They call it, could be a Bigfoot, but it was real tall, slender, look, you know, not really that nourished. And it was like almost looked human, a dark, maybe? right? And it, it it had it had hair all over it, and it was like a darker, like almost a black, like a brown. But I've had two people tell me about that, and they didn't even know each other. So I was like, oh, well. Yep. And sometimes you get um, red-haired ones, and the skunk ape is supposedly stinks all the time. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. That is true. We're almost out of time. We got uh, just about two minutes left. Cool. Okay, well, let's, let's let me fire this at you. Um, what was the most disturbing investigation that you experienced? Probably the Keaton Hospital. I was just going to say, uh, how I could would, you how could you beat that? How can you yeah. top that? Yeah. You're yeah. absolutely that, right. That was the worst investigation over the past six months to a year that I've ever had. I mean, considering it was that horrible, it almost made you lose your mind and jump. Yes, uh, that's very serious. Yeah, yeah. I lost everything. Uh, Just because of the stuff that happened. <laughs> quickly, uh, you've got a couple of things coming up that... Uh... Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we got uh, uh, the USS Salem oh, Para yeah. Expo. Yeah. It's the con. It's Para Expo 2022. Yep, that's okay. it, that's yeah. it. And uh, that's on Facebook. And you're going that's to be speaking there? Yes, yes, yes. Wonderful. Yes. That's going to be a great event. It's a fundraiser, so fun. it's a great cause. Yep. And I definitely would, you know, definitely going to enjoy it. It's a fundraiser. I mean. Yeah, why not, <laughs> yeah, you know? It's, uh, it's being produced by Spirit Chasers Paranormal. <coughs> That's us. Yeah. And the Connecticut Paranormal Research Team. Right. And 100% yep. of the proceeds are going to the ship. It's uh, The Salem is part of the uh, United States uh, Naval Shipbuilding Museum. Right, yeah. So, and you got another another one? Uh, one yeah, uh, actually, Chris Sanders, founder of It's Haunted Crew, which I'm a part of now. Good. <laughs> um, he ended up getting a convention down in Sleepy Hollow, New York. It's called Sleepy Hollow Paracon. It's on Facebook. Oh, it's going to be a fun, cool. it's a lot of great guest speakers here, some great paranormal investigators. That's definitely going to be a fun one as well. Oh, and I bet. And also, we have a new vodcast coming up. Chris oh, yeah, Sanders tell and us I. about yeah. that. Yeah, Chris Sanders and I of his Haunted Crew. And that is vodcast, he's, not Yeah, podcast. he's founder. Of, he, he's founder of, of his Haunted Crew. And uh, l luckily, he liked me enough to let me join as an investigator. <laughs> Thank goodness. But, Fine. Uh, but yeah, we're starting a vodcast. We're starting a, what's it going to be called? It's mm -hmm. Haunted Vodcast. It's haunted. Yeah, it's on Facebook. It's a group page on Facebook as well. <coughs> uh, it's going to be pretty cool. We're going to have some, you know, some cool names come out there. It's going to oh, be sort of different. It's going to be on the same line as all I mean, these you're others. connected, so we're going to expect great things from you. <laughs> <laughs> that's that right. Be nice. So, yeah, it's going to be cool. <coughs> I guess that uh, just about wraps up the show. We're, we're out of time. So, David, we want to thank you very much for, for joining us here on Edge of Reality TV. 
That was and a lot of fun. We want to repeat performance. We'd love to have you back. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, good impression. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hard to do that sometimes. I'm hard <laughs> to give a good impression. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we will be back next month. Uh, next we month we have Don DeCristofaro from the Greater Boston Paranormal Associates. Uh, we're going to hear a lot more about the USS Salem Right, on he's one. very familiar with that. Yeah. So. Nice. So. Thank you, David. Thank you, everybody, for watching and listening. And we will talk to you again next month.